0: We all have paradigms and roadblocks that prevent us from excelling and they can be real or imagined. Welcome to Beyond Bricks, a podcast that will give you the ability to break through those walls. Here's Dr. Nathan Unruh.
1: Hello everyone, I'm excited to have another conversation on leadership. The guest I have with me today has uh, not only done incredibly well in the world of business, And also in just life, he's become uh, one of my best friends, and I've learned a lot by watching him and even getting him in this conversation. I knew I was going to have to pull some (laughs) shenanigans to get sent down like this, but this is uh, Bart Wiley. Bart, just first, you know, we're going to talk about leadership today, but before we get into attributes of a great leader, tell us your story.
0: Well, I grew up in Webster, South Dakota, had uh, six siblings in our, in our house, and uh, I was the youngest of all six. Parents were, had a great upbringing, and they, they actually taught us the value of hard work and to be respectful of people no matter who they are, doesn't matter what position they are, you treat everyone the same. They were, they were hard nosed people, but they, they taught us very much, very many valuable lessons for life. And um, after high school, went to Augustana College and I uh, had a great time there, enjoyed that time. Met a lot of great people there, nice people, fun people, people that are just like in high school, I had great friends. Uh, same thing in college, we're all still close to this day and we're talking many, many people and uh, we keep in communication with each other and enjoy each other. Uh, while I was going to college, met my wife, Carrie, at that time. And uh, we dated for six years, all through college, even after college, it was a long period. Had to convince her after six years (laughs) to marry me. uh, Got married, and then right at the same time, I was teaching and coaching, and uh, coaching wrestling and football, and and, uh, at that time, after several years of doing that, I got the opportunity to become a painting, have a painting contractor business. Uh, that's a long story, but had the opportunity, took the leap of faith. I went home, actually. I was teaching and coaching. It was in the summer, so I had the summer off. And, well, everyone thinks teachers have summers off, but it's not like that. But anyway, I went home and said something to my wife, and she's looking at me like, are you crazy? You're going to – you don't want anything about painting. As soon as she said, are you crazy, I said, yeah, what's the big deal? But uh, So – and at the exact same time that I decided to start this business, we got married. So I got married in July of nineteen ninety and then uh July, middle of July, I went the gun, but end of July, we got married. August first started this business, which I had no idea what's going on. But anyway, uh, you know, worked hard just like everyone else, put in a lot of time, put in the effort. And, uh, thankfully it started kicking off. And then through the years, my wife and I had four children together. I had one other child, uh, earlier in my life. So we have actually five kids together we have seven grandkids, uh, which is a lot of fun. Love it. Very enjoyable. It's, you know, people, I say the best thing is giving them back and it is crazy because you're excited to see them, but you're just as excited when they go out the <laughs> door. But, um, so after that, um, You know, uh, through those, been 33 years of business, through that time, I've met so many great people that have actually helped me expand some business things. And um, without their help and through God's grace, I would, you know, after the painting business, expand a little bit through other people and
1: with other people. And and, uh, here we are today. Okay, so he's being humble. Painting business. So the painting business was how you cut your teeth in the business world. Exactly. So you grew Wiley Painting, and then just briefly talk about your other businesses.
0: Um, Sioux Falls Kitchen and Bath, we do uh, mostly custom cabinetry, and then we do some multi-housing, like apartments, so we have a box line. So we do custom cabinets, do multi-housing units with that. And then we also have uh, SOS, it's Save Our Space. We just actually bought amazing space. I'm sure about terrible time, but I don't know, I'm gonna guess a year ago. I don't even know. But uh picked that up, and that's more like garage garage gra- garage organizations and flooring epoxy floors, and then also obviously in your house, you know, all your closets and things. Mm-hmm. And that's been really fun too. And then another one is crown custom caseworks. Which is more like, it's like cabinets, but therefore, you know, hospitals and, and things more commercial driven. And people think it's the same as cabinets, but it's actually like chess and checkers. It's two completely different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yes, that, that's going on too. And within that business of Sioux Falls Kitchen Bath, we sell millwork, doors, trim, stair parts, everything that goes
1: into a person's house. Mm-hmm. So. So how many employees right now? It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to guess,
0: uh, I'm just going to guess uh, 125, Okay,
1: but I'm uh, not sure. I so, make so, so Bart, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Last <laughs> time I asked a guy that question, I go, how many, how many employees do you have working for you? He goes, half <laughs> <laughs> of oh, them. that was good. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty good, question. right? Uh, so, okay, so, I mean, you've grew some amazing business, got an amazing family, amazing kids, amazing wife. The thing that you did not talk about, what I will talk about, is Bart was also a tremendous athlete, tremendous (laughs) wrestler. And if you know any wrestlers,
0: well, he'll tell you athlete. We're
1: going to stick with wrestling for a minute. But they're a different breed, different mindset. Yes, definitely. I mean, you learn discipline. You learn hard work.
0: Yes. Right? Oh, 100%. And it's amazing because, uh, you know, to be successful – in any any sport, you you have to be. I mean, you can be very talented, but also not only talented, but the great ones are really hard workers. They're very disciplined. They're very dedicated. They hate to lose, and many people hate to lose. But how many people that hate to lose are willing to sacrifice and mm-hmm. put the time and the effort into it? Mm-hmm. So there's it's just a different level. But um, you know, through my parents teaching of hard work, and I seen, you know, we didn't grow up with much at all, and I. Not saying that, making my parents look back, because they worked harder than I ever have. And they would, you know, my dad taught everything, or coached every sport through um, this whole life. He'd work climbing telephone poles for 14 hours, and he'd go drag the baseball field, and he'd get people baseball gloves that, we didn't have excess money, but he would, if someone wanted to play, he would find a bat, he'd find a ball, he'd find a baseball glove, he'd fix their gloves. And then he'd be the coach and then you'd clean the diamond again and you know he just put in time so you learn the, the the uh value
1: of discipline dedication hard work so yeah. okay so that's a perfect transition is what you just described watching your dad yeah you've seen some amazing leaders probably seen not such amazing leaders right. and i think we can learn something from both of yeah. those kinds of leaders. What do you feel as you've watched the people in your life? What are some of the greatest attributes of a great leader from your perspective?
0: You know, there's so many different ones because people, you know, I think a great leader is someone that knows their strength and then that's how they lead them by. You know, if I was going to try and lead someone that I'm in a situation that I'm not strong at, I think I'm the wrong person. You know, in every division of business that we have, um there is a person that's in charge and then there's the general manager my best thing that i'm good at is just working within the company i produce pretty well and i work hard but i'm not real good with the organizational skills so that's why like i have a general manager because he's just better at it he thinks through things where i just try and plow through it through hard work and that between the two of us him being way smarter than i am and me just being a grinder it works out, but I'm very fortunate for that. But you know, I think being a leader, you 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 have to lead by example. If you expect your coworker to do a task, you too, them knowing that you have done that task and you're still willing to do that task, I think that they find that uh, uh, they just feel they, they feel a connection to you because they know you've not only done it, you're still doing the same grind that they're doing. I think. Also that a leader or a person in charge needs to be consistent, consistent. And when they walk into the building to have a positive attitude, to say hi to everyone, to be positive and uplifting, instead of, you don't want your people that you work with, you walk in and they're sitting on the edge of their seat and they're going, I wonder if he's in a good mood or bad mood. So, so they kind of put their head down because they're worried about what your mood is that day. And, um, you know. Also, you know, like people that are always positive about, they don't belittle people, you know, and they make a mistake. And what's funny, the people that chew people out or or make a big scene about something, a lot of times, they probably made 10 times more Mm -hmm. of that mistakes. Mm -hmm. And do they want to be treated like that? And Mm if a leader is belittling or embarrassing someone, why would they come to you with a problem? Mm -hmm. If they, if there's a problem, say someone made a mistake. If they're nervous to, to come to you because they made a mistake, but they're leery of how you're going to react, If you're going to re- erupt or, you know, you know, get vocal with them. That's just not a good setting. It's just not. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let me, let me break some of those down. So here's what I heard. Number one, a leader's approachable. Yes. That's what you just described, right? Yes, 100%. It has good, really control of their emotions. Yes. Consistently. Every day, shows up yep. not uh, not is totally willing to pick up the garbage if the garbage is picked up. <laughs> yep. So they'll do whatever they're asking somebody else to do. Yes. And I think one of the big attributes I heard there, which I think this is hard for a lot of people. I know it's been hard for me. Knowing what I'm good at. Yes. And be willing to say, this is what I'm good at. Oh, by the way, I'm not really that good at that. So I better find somebody better than me. Yes. But that takes humility Yeah. yeah. versus I got to do it all. Yes. If I got to sweep every chimney, yeah. we're probably not going to have the impact that we could.
0: I agree
1: 100%. Yeah. So yeah. those are great attributes. Okay, so let's transition to, and I think you've already mentioned one person you watched to help you in your leadership, right. and that was your dad. Yes. And everything you just described about your dad, his work ethic, and his willingness to do things that was way above and beyond. So who are some other people that have helped you in your life, either people that you've known, you've read about, you've watched, who are some other people? You know, uh, probably the biggest leaders that I, for me
0: personally, I don't look at, like, you know, the big scale leaders because you don't really know what they're like. You don't know how they treat people. All you're reading is their book. So, you know, I can write a book about saying I can high jump seven foot, but in <laughs> essence, I can't jump over a tennis shoe. So yeah. my point yeah. being is, you know, for me, the first biggest leaders after my, my parents would probably be Dale Z. Barth and Dan Lemmy. And they were instrumental in me becoming a Christian. They, they showed me the way, uh, way to live. And, not to live, because a Christian still makes mistakes all the time. But they were Bible study leaders for me in different times of my life. And they they walked the walk. And I'm not saying they never made mistakes in life. That's not what I'm saying. But they led me to Christ. So that was those who were very integral of me becoming a Christian. And then, of course, the ultimate leader of all times is Jesus Christ, the only person to live a perfect life. And, you know, I, I honestly can tell you that, when I became a Christian and I accept him as my personal savior, my life changed. Now, I still make super mistakes. I still have, I do bad things, all that. But I'm a better person because of him. There's no question about it.
1: I, I know it. So, okay, so that, you know, I'm, I'm glad you bring up your faith. And so many times we, people steer away from that, right, as leaders in how has that just changed your outlook of how you have built businesses, how you said, hey, Lord, what is your plan for my right. life? How are you leading other people? Right. How have you incorporated that faith into your business? And, and I appreciate what you said about Christians. We have this fallacy that they're somehow perfect yeah, people. You know. Yeah, well, they're some of the worst. I mean. Yeah, there's no question about <laughs> <by. Right>.
0: it. <laughs> and yeah, you know, and we're not here to sit here talk about Christianity, but it is amazing that. People say, well, if he's a Christian, why would I do that? And it's like, we're all sinful. I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah. it it's about you accepting him as your personal savior. I mean, I'm still going to have bad thoughts. I'm still going to do bad things. I'm going to make bad decisions and, and do wrong. But I get a clean slate every time I you know, confess my sins and, and we move on. And I know that 100% without him, in my businesses, I would I mean, I would have nothing. And even if I had all this without him, who cares? Because at the end of the day, when I pass, you can't take, it with you. You can't take <laughs> it with you. And, and what good is it? I'm going to be ashes and I got no, I mean, it's got to be very uh, discouraging uh, when you don't think that there's an eternal life. Because why would you do the things that you do? For me personally, I'm a strong believer. I... Without
1: him, I would be nothing,
0: and I would be a really, you know, make worse decisions.
1: Yeah, and I know that the way that you have treat people, you treat them through that lens as well. So yes. that's I know as a leader, that's been an important attribute to you is just yeah. being faith based. Yes. So let me let me transition into your routine. Yeah. So when I talk to leaders, they have routines. Everybody's routine is different. Some people don't even think they have a routine. Right. But what has worked for you over the years to help you be a better leader? Well,
0: <laughs> you know, we were talking just prior to this thing about people don't think they have routines. So I was going to say, I really don't have a routine. But, you know, my biggest routine probably is, um you know, it's all actually client based because uh if I have to meet with a client, um they could say, I need to meet you Saturday, I need to meet you Sunday, I need to meet you before work I need to meet you after work I need to meet you at lunch so every day is different for me personally along with everyone else that that works with me you know you never know what the day is going to bring so you know I used to be able to get up very early in the morning and, and do things and it's funny in the last 10 years I've gotten more lazy so I don't get up as early to get that routine and get my day kicked off on the right step so um you know the only routine that I can honestly think of now um, is that i I do like to work out a couple times a week, two or three times, and in the last probably six, eight months, I like to play pickleball two or three times a week and but as far as that, my routine is based basically on how my where my clients need to meet.
1: That's a routine yeah, yeah, that's a routine I, right yeah. so my True. routine is if a client calls, yeah, I'm gonna meet with a client. yes, yeah, but I've also been around you long enough to watch. How you would get things organized that morning to help your team succeed? Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, it's frustrating, as you you know as well as anyone, is that you know in the morning you're going, okay, what's the easiest way or best way to make it so you don't get a hundred phone calls? So you think through the whole process. And no matter how good you think you're doing it, and no matter how long you're doing it. You're still going to get forty, fifty phone calls, and people go, "What about this? What about this?" You're going, "Man, can I remember anything?" I, you know, so no matter how much due diligence you do, a lot of times it's not enough. But yes, I do my best to be organized for everyone on the crew that I'm in charge of, not not
1: all the people. what you're good at.
0: Yeah, what I'm good at, <laughs> which is very minimal.
1: <laughs> all right. So, lastly, you know, a lot of listeners here, Bart, they'll, you know, people are always asking, you know. I want to be a better leader. I don't see myself as a leader. Right. So what advice would you give those people that say, well, I want to be a better leader, and the, the people that say, well, I don't consider myself a leader. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm going to just look at my thing. is Well, um, some of the things, the question we talked about before, it kind of leads into that. You know, lead by example. Be consistent with your attitude. Be positive every day. Keep your composure. No, I think this is a critical one, too, is, know that your co-workers they want to be personally successful not just the business meaning that okay you expect this from these people but you they should expect something from you in return why should they dedicate discipline themselves do the best job they can just for the business as a leader you need to know they're trying to be successful too and what do we have to do to make them successful i think that and that's just you know, I could have just made it simpler and just said, care about them. So I think if they know that you care, that you have their best interest in your heart, then they're going to do the things for
1: you that you need to be done. Yeah. So what I'm hearing there is it's much more than the paycheck. Oh, yeah. Yes. So start leading by caring. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes. And people don't care how much you know until they know what much exactly. I care. We've all heard right. that, that, yeah. that quote. Yeah. So, Bart, this is great. And thank you for this. And, you know, I want you to go back and I want you to listen to this again. And the notes that you've taken, I mean, he gave us some great attributes of what a great leader looks like. He, he talked about some people in his life that have helped him and how he's even incorporated faith into his business and how, I think all of us can learn a lot from that. I also want you to think about your own routine. Again, you didn't hear him give you a specific. I think every leader has a different routine. You got to find right. what you're strong at. And I think that's one of the best things that you said today for me is I think mean, we all have a tendency to get in the wrong lane. Right. Yeah. So Cheesy. be be disciplined to, to be to be self-aware enough and self-regulate yourself to stay in the right lane. Yeah. And then I go back and look at you. Everyone's a leader. And you start leading by just start caring for people. So appreciate your friendship. Thank you. You You can find more thoughts on how to move beyond bricks at drnathanunruh.com.